Good, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Sounds like the Truman Show. Today is Tuesday, November 16th, and this is All the Leads Mastermind podcast number 455. Uh, I am uh, filling in for Jim today. Jim is currently uh, sitting on a cruise ship getting ready to potentially go out from port with a bunch of people in his family. Unfortunately, the weather is a, a bit of a challenge right now, and they're facing, um, I believe, 12 to 15-foot sea swells. So we're not sure that they're going to get out the door yet, but we'll see how that works. Uh, this is the Mastermind Call, and we certainly are glad that you're here. I see that Ken has joined us, and hopefully Bruce will be able to get himself resolved here shortly. Hey, Bruce, if you can't do it via your computer, uh, maybe you can try just doing it on your uh, phone, and at least we can hear your lovely voice. Um, anyway, um, a couple things to be aware of. Uh, if you have questions, this is your place to, we've got a great attendance already, I can see that. If you have questions, if you have things you'd like to talk about, if you'd like to discuss your probate marketing, your probate questions, anything that's going on in your world today, this call is for you. Uh, there's not a question that we won't take. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to hear your challenges as well as we certainly would love to hear your successes. And we haven't uh, in a couple of weeks, I don't think we've talked about this, but uh, we are looking for a win of the week. We're also looking for a great idea of the week. And if you give us any of those to look at and we uh, feel in our inimitable wisdom that they are, in fact, great wins or great ideas. Uh, we will reward you with some uh, credits and it's uh, worth some dough to you. So make sure that uh, if you've got some things to share, it's a great time to do it. Please don't wait till the end of the call to do so. And to do it, all you simply do is go down to the bottom of your screen to the reactions and raise your hand. And uh, we will call on you as soon as we see your little hand in the air. Um, Ken, do you have anything you'd like to say before we kind of get rolling? Uh, no, no. I'm just back from uh, Cabo. It was a good trip and uh, excited to be back at my at my computer, though, and, and not uh, on a sunny rooftop deck doing the call, you know, but uh, still still thinking about last week, you know, ab about the change coming and how to adapt to it. I mean, you know, I would say the best the best thing, though. On that front is to uh, be on the listing side of the transaction, right? I mean, brush up on your skills, be on the listing side. I think if you're on the listing side, then you're you're always in a better position when things change. So, indeed, indeed, and of course, you know, we sort of one of the things that we said last week. I think that's kind of important to be aware of is that. Um, you know, we're not going to sit here and, you know, play uh, uh, Nostradamus and predict everything that's going to happen. But I, I will tell you this with certainly uh, a certain degree of certainty. Uh, this isn't going to go away. Um, it is going to make some changes. And we're definitely already seeing it because the media is not going to let it go away. And while I don't think money is likely to change hands really quickly uh, about it, I think at some point, um, you know, not necessarily is that money going to get paid out, but uh, people are going to change the way they're doing things. And uh, the smart people will find a way to get in front of this. And uh, we'd certainly like to hear from you guys. And obviously what, you know, uh, Ken's talking about is the NAR uh, lawsuit and the uh, monster judgment that was reached there. Bruce, I see you're back. Are you able to communicate now, bud? Yeah. And then you got all these copycat, uh, copycat lawsuits that are going on as well. So who knows if it's just the tip of the spear, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, definitely things are going to change. And honestly, I th in my mind, I think for a long time that I think it's more it's more going away from regular real estate, more into the investor uh, aspects to be able to buy a home yourself cash to have your investor list uh, so you can get people cash offers. Um, 
you know, traditional real estate will probably always be around in some shape or some some way, shape or form. But um, it feels like as people get more sophisticated, they're going directly to consumer anyway. I think, you know, when you when you start checking out the investor groups and the wholesaling groups and, and uh, you see how much business is actually happening behind the scenes, um, I think this is just part of that evolution where things are going again away from traditional real estate in some sense yep i agree um bill gross i see that you're on here and uh i i would i you know you're talking to a lot of people as well uh i'd like to kind of get some uh feedback from you if you've got a second or two you'd like to comment on what you think the impact of the uh nar lawsuit is and if you will i'm going to ask you to unmute and uh, chime in if you would. Wow. Well, thanks. Hi, everybody. Glad to, I'm always glad to talk about real estate. Um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with attorneys. I feel like I know the legal business fairly well. And I think the, it, it, I think it's unlikely that one jury in Missouri will fundamentally change the entire real estate industry across the country. Number one. Number two, I would say that um, uh, it's a long way to go. I mean, if, if, if one thing about law, you can win, but there's there's a winning and getting a win that you want. Um, and I think the third thing I would say is that um, I can only focus on what I can focus on at a time. Like it, it might be five years from now, the whole industry is re, restructured, but between now and then. I can close a lot of houses. I can list a lot of properties and sell a lot, have a lot of happy customers. And whatever happens then, I'll be better positioned for that if I do my job between now and then. And so while I do comment on the subject to my customers, I think it's important for us to pay attention to it. I have to make sure as real estate agents, we need to focus on what we need to focus on, which is find people who have to sell houses, heirs, attorneys, and help them do that. And so I really focus on that every day. And I'm not mean to poo-poo the idea. I, I I get the concern, but I just I just find it unlikely that that's going to have a, an impact. And the last thing I would say is, in LA, we have a comparison today. Or I have a comparison between the market with and without the NAR system. We have commercial real estate where most practitioners are not members of NAR. They advertise on LoopNet or competitive products to the MLS. I'm an MLS member. I do both. And I can just tell you that the customers get much better service, much better value on the MLS side than they do on the commercial side. And I really believe in the long run that will win out. So again, I didn't read the details of the case. I didn't read the, you know, the evidence. I just heard the summaries like everybody else did. I just find it hard to believe it's going to have an impact on us in the next five years. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And, and what I was just saying, Bill, is that I think the, the industry is already changing because uh again, you, you hear about when people didn't even have the MLS on a computer, right? It's just, it was just a, a big stack of paper and people would have to get together and share their listings. And then the internet came and now in the age of uh, skip tracing and direct to consumer, um, again, I go to a lot of investor meetings, so I, I can see that is a growing thing. I mean, when I go to the certain investor meetings, sometimes there's 300 people in the room. Uh, and it's a very enthusiastic crowd. So, again, I don't, I don't think the MLS is going away either. I'm just saying, though, with uh, more technology happening, you know, the la the landscape is shifting anyway. Even even without the lawsuit is basically mm -hmm. what I was alluding to. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you fully. Uh, you're the captain of your own ship and you got to stay behind the wheel and and know what you're doing is right and and do all the deals you can and make all the money you can in the meantime as things change and yep. then uh, put you in a position to, to pivot. So I'm going to jump in and say that uh, I, I um, uh, actually agree with both. I think that our landscape is changing. I think that um, I think that the probate and inherited property niche is going to be one of those niches that uh, not only weathers a storm and a change to real estate, but uh, but but thrives and even does better in a storm 
of it of a change to real estate. When it comes to the lawsuit, I'm going to say that I don't see it changing a whole lot in the next five years. And if it does, I think that the change is going to create uh, more of an opportunity than a than a a negative impact on our businesses. Now, if you're unwilling to adapt, it's it's going to potentially be negative. Um, in in five ten years. Um, if you are on the forefront of adapting and you're constantly innovating and offering better things to the people that you serve, um, the uh, lawsuit and some of the ramifications and some of the changes that kind of trickle down uh, from state to state are actually going to be your opportunity to gobble up market share. And that, that was the point that I was making last week is, is this actually excites me more than scares me. Um, I am. I have very little fear over the lawsuit and some of the changes that may or may not happen. I hope that there are some changes. I hope because every time changes happen, um, you're going to have a, um, a a percentage of real estate professionals that are thinking about their business like a business that are going to make adjustments and they're going to come out with two, three, four, five times as much business after the changes as they have today. So if you're looking at it and you're afraid that that things are going to change too quickly in the real estate, you're like, I just got in real estate so I could help some buyers, or I just got in real estate so I could take some listings If and, and I don't want to see change. If that's you, then... Um, <laughs> you're probably in the wrong business over the next couple of years. But if you're embracing change and you're innovating, you're in the right place. This is the right time to be in this space and real estate in general, and specifically in the probate or inherited property space, because you're going to, you're going to thrive. You're going to grab market share from everyone that gets scared and gets out of the industry. Cause there's, I don't, I don't see anything to be scared of. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and and I think the purpose of everything that we're doing here is certainly not to scare anyone. It's to say, hey, be aware of what's going on out here. And I think last week, the one of the best things that came out of our conversation was this is going to create opportunity. It if there is if the media does what it typically will do, you know, there's anything anything there's blood in the water and a and a multi billion dollar judgment against, uh, you know big guys gets a lot of news and uh you know so they're going to keep they're going to keep fanning the fire there for sure without any question and i think it will call into question there'll be buyers and sellers who will you know when faced with a listing agreement they're going to look at it and ask questions they might not have asked before maybe not this week but you know maybe two or three weeks from now they might and increasingly there's going to have to be some story that people understand about that because it, you know, it's going to we can't we can't ignore it. However, flip side of it is what we said last week. If if when you are beginning that conversation, whether you're on the buy side or the sell side, you got a strong story about the value that you're adding. That's uh, that's going to make all the difference in the world. And I think that's what you said certainly last week. One of the things you brought up last week, Bruce, was how to go do that. And uh, you know, I think. That's really kind of where we are. Where where can we take advantage of that? Mm -hmm. I, I yep. think as a result of this whole story, three things remain true, if true or if not ever uh, than before. Number one, the pace of change in business is increasing. Not just as it changed, it's going to change more and it's going to change faster. And we need to learn how to adapt and improvise and overcome those changes. Two, as a real estate agent, we need to focus on listing property. That's always been true. That's never going to change. The business is representing sellers and their referral sources, not representing buyers. And this lawsuit makes it very dangerous for buyer's agents and only strengthens the hand of listing agents. Not that that's why I want to do it, but I'm just saying I think that's the reality in the long run to protect your business. And third, I would say the only solution is create more value to your customers where they choose to work with you rather than the other guy. If you're an average agent, you're probably in a lot of trouble. And that's why I'm on this call, because I want to learn how to be better than the rest by learning specifically how to deal with probate um, and how to deal with you know inherited properties. So anyhow, that's my chance. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not sure if this is going to happen, but uh, I was talking to another agent who's you know been a mentor of mine for a long time, you know, huge YouTube channel. 
And we were just speculating that maybe if the uh, MLS allows people to put listings at 0%, and now a buyer's agent cannot sit down and actually negotiate their own commission, then the buyer is going to come to the listing agent. And then at that point, the listing agent could either ask the buyer, hey, you you need to pay me 2% to actually represent you on the on the buyer side of the transaction, or you could go back to the seller and, and then maybe negotiate the commission with the seller at that point, you know? But I think if, if buyer's agents are not able to negotiate their, you know, their $6,000, $8,000, $10,000, $15,000, because um, it's very easy to just say, hey, jump in my car, don't worry, you don't pay me any commission, the seller is going to pay it. And that's why uh, very inexperienced agents can work on the buyer side. Now they got to sit down and actually ask for that money. A lot of times that's not going to happen. So it seems likely that the the flow of buyers is going to come to the listing agent. And I think that's actually the way it's happening in Australia and England and some other places as well anyway, right now. So to, to a large extent, to my understanding, is we're, we're going to follow in some of those countries' footsteps as far as the way their real estate works. For sure. Um, so, guys, and I don't want to uh, jump over and uh, jump in and kind of uh, steer away from this if this is the the way that the call is going to go. Um, I do want to apologize to those of you that um, um, I, I don't know what the start of the call was like. I am having some Zoom issues on my computer and it keeps crashing on me. So I'm joining from the phone. So um, just doing, in case this. You're doing great, bud. The, just we we started off with that because it was something that we had talked about last week and a good place to kind of segue to the beginning of this. And uh, I've got some other stuff to talk about as well, but the floor is yours, my friend. Cool. Cool. All right. So um, that potentially a second welcome to everyone that's here. This call is normally, and I did see a couple of comments last week when we were talking about the uh, lawsuits and commissions. This call is normally about um, probate, working with folks that are going through life transitions, um, which very frequently is probate or pre-probate, inherited property. It could be divorce, uh, but it's it's really a, a call for real estate professionals that want to work with those highly motivated sellers that are going through some kind of a often uh, a life transition that's often tied to a public record. And probate would be the most common example of those. So we're here to take any questions that you guys have, take your comments. Um, it's kind of a, a panel of, uh, of coaches and guests up here that are able to help you with that business. Of course, All the Leads is the host of this call, and All the Leads provides probate leads, divorce leads, pre-probate leads, and a plethora of other lead types that um, will come along at some point soon. But right now, divorce, pre-probate, probate, um, along with a marketing system for those. So direct mail, websites, um, social media, different things like that. Um, if you don't know me, I'm Bruce Hill from Probate Mastery and uh, am one of your hosts today. Um, I love coaching real estate professionals on the pro in the probate space though. So that's what we're here for. If you want to ask a question um, related to your business or situation that you might find yourself in with a deal or prospecting, um, raise your hand down at the bottom of your Zoom screen. If you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, you can just chat your questions in. And it comes over to us on a separate channel where we'll be able to read your question and answer it live here on the call. Um, we do this every Thursday at one o'clock uh, Eastern time. So if you're in uh, LA, Bill, or Hawaii, do the math. Uh, one o'clock Eastern time. That's where I live. So I'm not, uh, I, I don't do math so well. <laughs> um, Tim, go ahead with, what, uh, with whatever you, you wanted to say. And uh, no, we'll I, get to it. I'm kind of going to go back to what uh, quickly what uh, Bill was talking about is you know how do we do it better and what what makes us better how do we stand out and what are the sort of basic blocking and tackling things that that we can do today to make those make make ourselves stand out and while this is going to sound a bit like a a uh, commercial and it kind of really is in a way but it also ties into what Bruce said which is that. All the leads is not just a lead company. Obviously, we're a commercial printer, and we try to do all sorts of things that allow you to 
differentiate yourself from your competition, not only teaching you how to do that, but providing you with ancillary products and services to do that. Three of the things I will touch on today quickly about that is that um, anybody who, and we've got a bunch of people who did this, who ordered their Thanksgiving cards, um, they'll be out and uh, arriving by Thanksgiving, which is great. And uh, so that's great. We got that going. If you're waiting to do your Christmas cards instead and do it that way, the orders are open for those as well. And it's always best to get them ordered in advance so that you're not waiting till the last minute to get that done. And we have those available as well for you to do. We're happy to send them out. Uh, we've also done some, believe it or not, holiday-related probate letters. And it's not that we're you know, taking this great opportunity to celebrate that you're in probate. It, it, they focus on the issue of the fact that this is typically a time of the year where, regardless of the circumstances, families gather, and oftentimes decisions are made. And so we've done some things that we help we think will help you uh, differentiate yourself in that regard as well, so that your message is seasonally focused, and it takes advantage of the fact that next time they sit down with the family, you've planted the seed of, oh, by the way, this might be a great time for us to talk about what we need to do to get this house on the market that you know we've been sitting on for six months and not done something. So we've got all those tools available for you. Uh, talk to your MIS, your marketing implementation specialist, and they can help you get those things done. And I'll also say that increasingly more and more of you are asking us to print and do things that are not just probate related, uh, you know, farming letters, postcards, uh, you know, lots of things like that, uh, that we that we put out for everybody. And uh, we're happy to do that. We're increasingly becoming your printer and we want to be your go-to printer for anything that you do. Uh, and just on that same note, last little bit of info, we are actually relocating our print facility to a larger facility because of growth. Uh, we've we've doubled and tripled our print business over the last several years because more and more of you are using it. We've also uh, offered you some additional incentives to get your print work on autopilot so that it does go out. It is an automated system and we're delivering a very systematic approach to the business. And we know that our most successful people are taking advantage of that. So you can talk to MIS or support and they can help you with the holiday stuff that we've talked about. And uh, anything that you need from a print standpoint like that, certainly let us know. And Bruce, with that, I will hand it back to you on a plate, buddy. On a plate, I'd love some questions if you are handing it to me on a plate. I did see a chat come in and you guys um, please help me out um, since I can't see my normal um, screen on my computer. Uh, there was someone that was looking to raise their hand and, um, and uh, if you were looking to raise your hand and you can't uh, chat that in, it looks like it was Joe. If someone, Joe, if you're willing, let us unmute you or uh, invite you to unmute yourself and ask your question live. If that doesn't work, uh, you can chat it in, but I'd love to hear uh, kind of go voice to voice if I could. Good afternoon, everyone. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yes, How sir. Are you? How are you? Great. Uh, got, got a question. I have a client who whose husband passed away and had a rental property, but the rental property is in the name of an LLC. She wants to sell it, can't find any of his LLC papers and nothing about the operating agreement. Uh, so I was just wondering, has anyone run into that problem at all? Um, I, I'm assuming you went to the state SEC and um, tried to find the LLC there. Is it active or dissolved? No, it's active. It's just that uh, it doesn't say anything about managing members or any of that. It mm. just says it's an active uh, uh, LLC. Passed away about a year ago. And so uh, you can go ahead. You can request. And I imagine it can be provided if you need to find out uh, if he's the registered agent for it, if the person that died, uh, the corporate documents that filed it and show the partners in that LLC have to be on file with the state. So that data, the data that you need is in that filing document. 
in terms of how that LLC was set up and you're uh, depending on you know what your state can and can't give you, that data is there. You may have to have an attorney uh, request that information, but the filing document has to specify who those partners are in that LLC. As far mm -hmm. as we can determine, it, it, it's just it was just him, but we don't know if the wife has the ability to sell that property or not. Uh, from what we determined, looking at the documents from the state, it didn't mention whether or not there was any other uh, 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 members or, or or not. So, mm -hmm. is right now it's just up in the air. You know, there probably We'd will like not be. You're uh, you're going to want to involve a uh, real estate attorney if you're in a title state real estate attorney. If you're in an attorney state, that should be easy. Um, you'll want to involve a real estate attorney to to um, dig into that title, um, or the 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 wife is going to want to involve a real estate attorney. So it's a good um, opportunity for you to create a connection and a referral. Most likely, um, this is a single member LLC. And um, typically, single member LLCs are set up where the uh, member is a beneficiary of the LLC. So if he's a beneficiary Correct. and Correct. he's passed away, then um, his interest would naturally go to um, the, the uh, next of kin according to state uh, state law. So, so yeah, that this, should be the wife. Yeah, this that's what we're believing. This happens mm -hmm. to be in a different state. I'm in Pennsylvania. And this particular property and uh, where the wife lives is in uh, Delaware. Got it. So, yep. Right. Um, that, but I appreciate it's, your it's help. Almost definitely that the wife can sell, but you're going to need to unwind the um, the corporate uh, the corporate documents, which on a single member LLC aren't going to be very complicated. Uh, I would loop in a, a title company or, or spe more specifically a real estate attorney to help unravel it and and move. Uh, interest in that property over um, to where the wife can handle it. Um, there's going to need okay. to be some um, some movement there because that LLC is um, probably not identified in the probate filings. So you're going to need to move some things around, and it really needs to be an attorney that um, that helps with that. You I'm assuming she have a probate attorney or or no? No, no, no. Uh, yeah. The house, the way the deed was written, the house, you know, goes to her. So the only mm -hmm. thing up in the air is the uh, rental property. Yeah, um, it should go to uh, her as well. Um, that should go to her as well. But get an attorney involved. Um, I know she's probably wanting to save save the money, but uh, I think that this is one of those cases where you need an attorney involved. Okay. Appreciate yeah. your help. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Joe. Joe. The other thing that right uh, would, Joe, the other thing I'd urge you to do is make sure that that is the only thing that the LLC uh, holds title to. Make sure there isn't anything else uh, also under that LLC uh, as well. When the title, if you're depending on how you're doing it, just make sure that look look down a little bit and dig a little deeper. Don't just assume that's the only property in it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I asked her those same uh, questions, and she said. He only bought that one property and he talked with somebody and they told him to put it in the LLC. So, okay. uh, you know, I, I can still check further, but oh, I appreciate I, that. You're asking the right questions. That's, I just want to, we're just trying to make you, make you aware of anything we can think of that you need to be checking on, you know? I, I much appreciate mm -hmm. it. Thank you. Not a problem, bud. Thanks so much. Right now. Sure. You're welcome. All right, Tim. Anything you want to talk about while we're waiting on some hands? And hopefully you guys are watching the uh, monitor and seeing some hands because I can't see them. Sure. I've got um, uh, just one other. I was kind of scrolling back through this a little bit because um, there's a lot of stuff in chat today. And I think, hang on one second. Diane, Diana Ibarra. Uh, Diana, if you are. Yeah, there you are. Hey, Diana, if you would be so kind, uh, you had said something about your website and your experience with that. And uh, if you've got a second and you wouldn't mind, if you'll raise your hand, uh, we'll ask you to unmute and uh, talk just a second about um, your experience with that. 
I have clicked the button to ask you. Okay. To Hi. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. So you had said that you had a uh, good experience with getting that done. Yeah, it was. It was really great. It was very easy. Um, I got stuck a couple times with because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the most techie person. In fact, I'm not techie at all. And I called support and everyone was super helpful and super cheerful and it just got taken care of. And so now I'm going to start with uh, getting some brochures and all that. I needed to get the website done first, um, but I'm real happy. I'm very pleased with it. I'm going to, I'm creating a couple of other pages to add on there. Great. Great. Well, that's, that's super good to hear. And, you know, we always, we always strive to make sure not only do we get it done quickly, but, you know, that it is customized to you and it meets your needs before anything else happens. And we've got a good dedicated team for the website team to make all those things. Yeah, uh, it was a it was a really it's a really good website and it was great not to have to recreate something that um, is already there. It's got lots of options and pages and stuff. I, I would highly recommend it. It was very affordable, too. Awesome. So, Diana, I'm going to chime in here, and this is kind of for you, but it's all for, also for the benefit of, of some of the folks that are listening and asking why you got a website to begin with. Um, the uh, When you prospect and you market through all the leads or you're, um, you're, you're making calls yourself or whatever you're doing to prospect and market and drum up um, relationships with these families – Many times they're going through kind of a, a a little bit of a tougher time, especially in the beginning. It's not an excuse to not market and prospect, but what it does is it it kind of you need to set your proper expectations that if you're dealing with someone that isn't quite ready to pull the trigger on a real estate transaction right now, or maybe they are a little bit overwhelmed with the process, it gives it really gives them a place to go check you out and covertly see if you know what you're doing. Now, exactly that that's what I had in mind. I'm um I'll tell you, I'm a dinosaur. I somebody mentioned before MLS, and I'm one of those agents that started before the MLS existed and we carried around books, you know. But mm -hmm. um, and I am having to adapt to a new business. I honestly have had a good real estate business, but I've never really had to do all that much prospecting and the whole social media stuff and all that just really turns me off. And uh, although I joined all the leads, I've done a lot of probate in the past and I'm uh, certified by car. So that's why I looked for all the leads to find something that was specific to probate. But mm -hmm. I have not started really working on the leads that I'm getting because <laughs> sounds terrible, but I am totally intimidated doing cold calling. So this week, <laughs> I have promised myself I'm going to sign up for coaching um, because I've just, you know, I've just never had to sit there and do cold calling. And I'm like, get over yourself. But when I've dealt with people with probate before, it's a handholding process. It's really what mm -hmm. it is. It's no different than a friend or a relative who's going through a huge loss. And um, I just lost my dad earlier this year. So I'm coming from mm -hmm. a place where, you know, hey, I really understand how you feel. I I get it. So it's, it's I call, when I call, and, and they're warm leads when I've gotten a referral, it's a little bit easier for me than the cold call. But I always call with the expectation that I'm just going to listen to somebody and kind of take the cues from them as to where we're going to go with the conversation and with probate mm -hmm. it's more of anything than um, establishing that sort of a support system even though they don't know you it's a support system for um, the property and the problem that they're going through that their relatives can't necessarily help them with mm -hmm. so i try not to get my head and oh great here's a, you know i'm talking to somebody i'm going to make an appointment to go no it may take a while but you don't give up either yeah. yeah. I, Go ahead, Ken. I think, I think, well, I think that's a great idea. I mean, because the same people that have kept you in business and made your life, you know, easy or relatively easy in the last, you know, 10 or 15, 20 years, whatever it is, are the same people you're going to meet when you call. Right. Um, but I think you got it exactly right. I mean, you're, you're trying to open up that emotional uh portal to how they're feeling and then be be there to comfort them and also guide them through the uh probate process but um i mean that's that's the difference between you know people that are going to succeed or not succeed i mean most 
most people, again, I'm thinking about stoicism for whatever reason in the last uh, couple of weeks. And you got to be stoic. I mean, whenever times change, whenever you're, there's uncertainty, you go, what is the best course that I can plot here? And then you have to be stoic to, to do that, to do exactly. what you think is the best thing. Uh, and stay on that course until it's proven that you've got it wrong. But the vast majority of time, we know what we need to do. And uh, either we're stoic enough to do it or not. You know, when you're in your own business, you know, you are the captain of your ship. And you you have to take action. You have to get out of port. and You have to, you know. Well, and, and things don't necessarily happen as quickly as we would all like. I'm working on a probate right now that was uh, a referral. And I started working on it two months ago. And it's probably not going to come on the market until February. And it's involved a process of helping them get a CPA, of um, working through the documents, of uh, getting somebody to do an estate sale, all kinds of stuff. And it's a process. And in the meantime, you're basically working for free. And so it takes a lot of patience and a lot of handholding. Some other ones, I worked on one in Northern California. I never even saw the property that was like, hey, get rid of this thing now, yesterday. And it was wham, bam, gone. But those are more yeah, unusual. Yeah, they're, they're, they're far and few in between. Yeah, those but, are much more unusual. So, but I love yes. what you just said, though, because um, I, you know, I coach probate. Um, and I, I tell everybody now that just because you had a great conversation and you established rapport doesn't mean you're in the room with that person. You're essentially exactly. still looking through the crack in the door and the chain is on the door. Um, but it sounds like in that particular situation that you just mentioned, you're in action, right? So if you're actually now you're helping them clean out the house, now you're actually helping them do repairs. Um, now you're helping with the probate of sale. Uh, sale. Uh, now you're in action. Now, if you're you know doing a Zoom and looking at the comparables, that's a different story. Now you're starting. You're now you're in the room with them. Sure. Yeah. And the listing agreement's been signed. It's just not going to come on for another three, four months. So, anyway, but I I'm looking to ATL for the support and and although I know quite a bit about the probate on the back end, I don't really know how to go out and get it on my own because when I've gotten it, it's been basically fallen into my lap. And so that's what I'm looking for for the support, the meetings today, which are. Real positive. I I went to a I went I sat in on two car meetings right after the lawsuit. Everybody was like, "Oh my God, Chicken Little, the sky's falling. It was the end of the world." And it was, and even the car attorneys were like, they didn't know up from down. And I'm thinking, wow, this is crazy. And this the these meetings last week and this one take on a whole new tone. It's more of an opportunity, and it's change. There's change in everywhere in our lives with everything. We can't curl up into a ball and. And like when uh, the crash came in 2008, it, everybody was scared to death and it was some big changes. Man, that was a great market to work. <laughs> yes, it was. It was a great yes, market. It was. <laughs> and and uh, the investment opportunities that came. Yeah. Up. And so I'm thinking, no, this is this. you guys are on the right course. This is a good market. You just have to not be scared and think of new ways to offer. And the real estate market, is, it was due for a change. It's a mess right now. I don't like this market right now. So, a lot anyway. of people did. This market and the market a year or two years ago just yeah. brought tons of new licensees and investors oh into the space. And um, and markets where everybody starts running scared are, are such Our great markets, opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> and they're so fun. I, I appreciate this group a lot. So I'm learning a lot. Thank you so much for your uh, comments today. But uh, yeah, let's, let's get on a coaching call and... Uh, you know, let's give you the confidence you need. Yep. I, I will be doing that by the end of this week. I promised myself. All right. Fantastic. I'm being such, I can't, I can't understand. I'm being such a baby. <laughs> hey, Thanks, we, that we, nudge, we, nudge forward. We appreciate we it. Anna. Thank you so much. Appreciate hey, uh, Winston, I saw you had your hand up. Uh, you said you had something you wanted to share. Let's hear it, bud. Well, hey, Tim, you were asking for a win. We haven't done that for a while. And I hope I haven't told you guys this story before. I know I spoke to another group about it. Did I tell you the story about what happened at the Chamber of Commerce? No, nope. I don't remember about it. Okay. All right. I'm an ambassador for the local Chamber of Commerce. And at a luncheon, 
I let it be known around the table that a great referral for me, because we're all looking how we can help one another, would be an introduction to a good probate attorney. Well, there was a young financial planner at the table. And about a month later, he came up to me and said, hey, I just met this guy. He's a young probate attorney. I think it'd be great to introduce you. He did. Called the guy up. We went out for a nice lunch. Sharp young guy. I could tell he was going to be, you know, doing well, you know, that his his future was going to be successful. So we stayed in touch. About every month, I would drop off a nice thing from Costco of chocolate-covered almonds. He and his paralegal loved that. Did that a few more times on a monthly basis. He calls me up and said, hey, I got a situation here. Let's talk about it. And what he was dealing with was some litigation with the probate where another attorney, which was of questionable ethics, was working with a distant heir, and they were trying to sell a property that you know, they had no authority to do so. So we kind of got into it a little bit. They were coming with a lowball offer. They already had it signed off by a buyer trying to steal it, basically. Well, he straightened that out. But I said, hey, look. And I said, where they're at is nowhere near to where it should be. But since this is going to court, let's get a professional appraisal done. Introduced him to the best guy I know. Came in way above where their offer was. And uh, we've been talking back and forth. He's now getting control of this to the probate court with a good air. And we're going out to lunch next week to discuss listing it and getting it sold. Amazing. It's pr uh, problem solving. Uh, well, number one is it started with uh, going out and being public, making yes. yourself known and having conversations, which is the first area that a lot of people don't uh, take any advantage of. They get so busy managing their paperwork or working on their whatever pet project they have that's helping them avoid being social or making a call. So kudos on just getting out there for no, for one and, and second, um, looking for ways to create solutions. So I love it. Exactly. Exactly. If you guys don't mind me taking another minute, I've been taking conversations, not conversations, but notes on the conversations from last week and this week. If you don't mind, I think I can summarize this pretty well for the benefit of everybody. Go for it, bud. Yeah. Okay. First off, this will take years to work out. NAR's going to fight this. Coal Bank will fight this. Keller Williams will fight this. You know, uh, uh, the other one, BH, Berkshire Hathaway will fight this. And it's true that we all need to do a better job of disclosing the commissions and just explaining things. But there's an old saying I learned in business a long time ago that the manner in which we present things is normally the manner in which our clients will accept that. So it's nothing to be afraid of. It doesn't impact, as Ken said, the listing agents. Listing agents last in any economy. And if we explain the true benefit of good service and value, you know, it shouldn't be a problem. And if somebody's going to be a cheapo, hey, let them go. It's always the ones that pay the least, that bug you the most. And there's power in saying no, walking away from somebody that isn't worth working with and working on good people and new leads. And the bottom line to everything is that quality is worth paying for. Just do a great job for your clients. And you're going to be fine. That's it. Very well said, yep. buddy. Perfect. Very, very perfect. Well. Thank you, Winston. Now, I don't see um, everybody's comments or hands or anything like that. So, Tim, interrupt me if uh, if I need to not do this. But let me. I'd like to go to a couple of the questions that have been chatted in uh, on our uh, Slack channel. Um, so uh, we had a couple of people just in the last few weeks that have been asking about the best call times. So when are you guys, if you're prospecting, when are the times to call where you're going to achieve the best results? And I'm going to preface this by saying this: um, these call times are uh, good for um, more of your leads than not. Okay. Um, this is not to say that Tony Smith at 123 Main Street uh, is only going to answer at these times. Everybody has their own formula. And uh, I want to talk about the times that are good for a bulk of people. And then you should make adjustments in your business to reach people that aren't answering during these times. But in general, uh, between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. and between 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. are the better times to be calling. 
Um, the next thing that I'm going to say is you should pick a time that you can be consistent in your business. If you're best in your business and you're you're most likely to be consistent calling between 12 noon and 2 p.m., do it. Is that the best time to call probate leads? Um, no, it's not the best time, but, but it's the time that you're going to be consistent. So you should base it, number one, around your consistency and a time that you know you're going to have less distractions and, uh, and no problem ignoring calls, ignoring emails, things like that. So when you go into prospecting time, you need to block that off. Do not allow distractions. Treat your prospecting time the same way that you would a closing or a listing appointment. You wouldn't be answering calls. You wouldn't be checking emails. You wouldn't be allowing distractions because you're in, a, in an appointment. Same thing goes for your prospecting time. So if uh, if that is best at, uh, at noon for you or 1 p.m. for you or 11 a.m. for you, go for it. Um, however, 8 a.m., till 10 a.m. or 4 p.m. till 6 p.m. are generally times when you're going to have a higher likelihood of catching people. And if you don't catch them, then uh, try a different time, a, a different day. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, the only, only I'd only caution you to say one other thing, and you said it in the beginning, but I'll, I'll just add it. Depending on your local market, obviously those are optimal times without any question. However, if your local market happens to be Manhattan, New York, or uh, you know, uh, you're working downtown Chicago and, uh, you know, you're, you're that you have to figure commute times into that equation. So be sensitive to the fact that your LA, New York metro marketplaces where they're high commute markets, you may need to adjust those times, at least in the evening, certainly by another hour and add an hour onto the end of it, because some people are just getting home at six o'clock walking in the door. And so mm -hmm. you may need a little extra time on that. Agreed. Agreed. I agree. Um, I, yeah, personally, I, I try to um, call a little later in the afternoon. I, my perfect target time is probably between five and seven thirty. Uh, again, because I, you know, always talk about empathy. I don't introduce myself as an agent or an investor right away. I try to find out did they inherit the home, and then I go, "How are you doing with that?" I give them my name, but I don't tell them anything other than that. Um, and then I try to steer them down the path of empathy before we even get into why I'm calling. Uh, and I find that that's a lot more effective if you call in the evening. I do think, you know, like Bruce said, have a time you can stick to, very important. Have uh, Vary your call times, very important. But I do think in the evening, you're going to get more empathy-driven calls. And the day, you're likely to get more uh, D- you know, assertive people that do want to get right to the point and, and figure out if you are the right person to help them. And it partially depends on what your strategy is to connect with these people. For That's sure. such an amazing point. During the day, you're getting people that uh, maybe are retired or they're running businesses, they're in flexible types of positions and 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 therefore they could have more assertive personalities. Um that I never really thought about that, Ken. That's a that's a really good point. So you need to be comfortable being a little more straight to the point, especially if you're calling during the day, which is no problem. Yeah. Um, and, and and I always think of it as a dual mindset anyway. I try in my mind I'm trying to put, you know, move them to empathy first. I want to talk five to 10 minutes before I even tell them why I'm calling them. Um, you know, about life, about how they're doing with the loss. Uh, but depending on the person, if they push back on me and you could tell they're like a D personality, then, okay, my strategy, the way I want to steer the conversation is not going to work. And then immediately I go, okay, elevator pitch. Here we go. Here's what I do. And then I hit, mm -hmm. I hit all the pain points of what I think they might be experiencing, just like a doctor, you know, going, does that hurt? Does it hurt here? Does it hurt here? Trying to figure out exactly where the need is. And then uh, then I have something to latch on to with that deep person. Well, okay, well, here's what I can offer you. Yep. Awesome. Cool. Um, that uh, ties really well to another question that came in and asked if we had scripts for um, a realtor 
um, calling probate leads. So if you're an All the Leads subscriber, uh, my encouragement is to go to the training dropdown of your portal and book a call with Ken to discuss some um, some frameworks, some call frameworks. Um, I in inside of some of the probate mastery classes do give some scripts. So one of the uh, mastery classes that we provide for free is going to be probate foundations. Um, you can sign up for that on all the leads. And uh, one of the lessons in there is how to open your call and how to deliver, how to present your um, unique selling proposition. It is one way of doing that. The thing is, uh, it's really easy for for all, any of us to write up a script and give it to you. And if that script isn't internalized and used more as a framework, if it's used as a script, um, it can sound really bad on the phone. So I'm going to encourage anyone that's using scripts, please internalize it as fast as possible and use it more like an outline than a script. Um, I've got some great scripts that one person could read them and they sound terrible and another person reads that script and it sounds great. And it's all about one person sounding organic and the other not. So um, probate foundations give some some um, basic entry level um, scripts for for an agent calling probate leads. Um, Ken can do, coach you if you're a subscriber and give you a framework for that. Uh, probate mastery, the paid course, that certification course, gives a, a more of a deep dive into different scripts and and conversation frameworks you can use. Very good. All right. Yeah, um, I think it's important to find your your own style. Um, like Bruce said, I mean, it's gotta, it's gotta be natural. I mean, a lot of people, f I feel rely too heavily on scripts where it's like, it's just the conversation with another person. So if you, if you know, especially if you're already a seasoned realtor and you know how to, um, do comparable sales on a property, you know, you know, the timeframes on how long a home should sell, you understand pricing properly, then you know, probate should be really not, it's got some different uh, nuances to it, but at the end of the day, it is the same process and they are going to rely on you for your real estate expertise. So, you know, mm -hmm. don't, don't overthink about it. Don't overthink it. And the other, the other thing is too, like I find I call people and I got there too late and I've had them literally say, you are definitely more experienced in probate than the person I've got working for me now, but I've already started working with them, you know, so I, I can't, I can't abandon them now. Right. So maybe you're not the best, but you get there first and then you just connect with that person. And then that's, that's your, your deal. So even if, even if you're newer to the business, don't think there's not business for you. It's a matter of get being brave and, and letting that person know I'm here to help. And, yep. you know, sometimes just being first is enough. Sometimes I, I, I can think of a number of examples and I, I won't uh, call any of these examples out by name, but I can think of a handful of um, people, agents, investors that are all the lead subscribers. They're working the niche and they're killing it. And then I, I might do a role play with them and I realize that they're messing up all over the role play, but they're still killing it. Because they go out and try, despite the fact that they're still learning and making adjustments. Um, and then I, I've got other people that they can move through a role play flawlessly, but they won't pick the phone up and they struggle. Right. And, so. I, and I think to that point, almost when you're newer, like I teach, like have uh, the intonation in your voice that you like, oh, you know, hi. Uh, Almost when you're newer, the person has empathy for you. They feel bad for you. They're like, oh, my God, this person's struggling, so they want to help you. Sometimes <laughs> we get overconfident, and we're just like, I'm just going to come in here, make the call, get the deal, buy the house, boom. It's The person's like, wow, this person's too aggressive for me. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes being a little insecure is not even a bad thing. It makes the other person... It humanizes you to the other person that you're talking to. Uh, unbelievable. I, I fake insecurity on my calls, Ken. Um, I will stammer and stutter on purpose in the opening of the call um, for that exact reason. Um, sometimes we can be too polished and we sound like a car salesman. Uh, not, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but 
Yeah. Um, hey, it's two o'clock. I've got one question that's sitting here unanswered from Emily, and then I'll let Tim, you kind of direct uh, direct us the way that you want us to, to wrap up. But um, Emily uh, said that she hasn't done any probate uh, deals yet or hasn't taken any probate listings. Um, you're just getting into it. You have a background in nursing and ER. How do you gain credibility as a newbie? So how do you gain credibility as a newbie? Um, number one, um, present yourself confidently. So go through uh, different opportunities to um, uh, present yourself confidently, even if you're just starting by presenting one or two different options to someone, as long as you come across confident. Number two is um, get some online content up so that they can go check you out. Um, start with like a probate credibility website. Um, you might want to at some point shoot a video or two or write a blog or two. They they don't need to be um, extremely well, but think of think of it like a quick research paper where you're putting together a thousand word blog and uh, you research it, you write about it, you internalize it, you make sure that you know in that particular um, on that particular topic that you're good. And it doesn't take more than a couple of hours to be an expert on that particular aspect of probate. So that's what you send people to, you talk about, um, you you talk confidently. I find that the majority of people that are worried about presenting themselves professionally or gaining credibility, the majority of them are overthinking it. Um, I used to be asked about my experience back when I was worried about my inexperience. Okay. Nobody asks me about my experience anymore. It could be a brand new client that doesn't know me from Adam. And I go in and I haven't had anyone ask me about experience, uh, not because I go in and tell them how long I've done this, but because I'm confident in the few things that I can speak to. Um, so if you, it's going to be a while before you're an expert on every aspect of real estate or every aspect of probate. And I am not either. Um, but there's a couple of things that I know really well, and I speak very confidently toward those things, and nobody questions my credibility. So if you get yourself a couple of uh, couple of online um, um, blogs, videos, a website, just a few, um, you can add over time and add some more, but just, just a few uh, resources online, be able to direct people to those. Um, you pick one or two things that you can speak to very confidently, and nobody's going to ask you about your experience. At least very few people will. I don't get asked. Ken, I doubt you get asked about your experience anymore. Uh, no, I, and I do interject, hey, I'm going to send you my reviews and things like that. But uh, and, and again, uh, everything Bruce just said, but reviews, you know, mm -hmm. Zillow, Google Business, and, you know, some people... We, we're always like undercutting ourselves. Oh, I only have a couple of reviews. And then, you know, in this uh, chat, I was said, well, just tell the person I'm only going to send you a couple of my reviews because I don't want to send them all to you. Because um, I know you're not going to read 40 reviews. Hey, I'm going to send you the, a couple of reviews just so you, just mm -hmm. so you know, you know what I've done for some past clients. So one or two is enough. I mean, again, it's just it's just start, you know, moving forward with whatever you have. But again, through all the leads, I mean, the probate website, the probate checklist, a couple of videos and a couple of reviews. As far as they know, you're an expert as long as you, as long as you speak with confidence, hundred percent, like Bruce just said, just. Right. And we're here to, te we're teach you, we're here to teach you, you know, how to make sure that you can walk the talk. And that's the whole point of what we're here for. You know, you'll learn by doing, I think if you pull two things out of this today, it's, Regardless of the circumstances, just get out there and do it, you know, get started, go break some eggs. Uh, yeah, you know, you have to make some omelets along the way, but that's how omelets first got invented. People broke eggs and they were probably trying to fry them. Didn't work real well. They broke a yolk and went, oh, what can I do with this? All of a sudden they've got an omelet and it's beautiful and they loved it. And I think the same thing is true about any of this, that, you know, you build credibility as you grow. We're here to help you get it kind of out of the chute. We provide you the tools. To, you know, and I, I, I'm, I hate the term, you know, fake it till you make it. But part of that is being smart about how you present yourself. And, you know, I say I hate it, but we're, we all do that. You know, you, you don't really want to say, well, I don't know everything, except that one of the things I've learned about Ken is Ken's real, 
good at saying, hey, I don't really know the answer to that. Same with Bruce. It's like, you know, maybe I don't know the right answer to that. Let me see if I can find that answer for you. That's helpful. That's moving forward. So I think that's great. Bruce, unless either you or Ken have anything else, I am going to kind of take us to the end. Are you guys done? Go ahead. I, I, I just want to add one more thing. If if you don't, if you really don't have confidence, get on a team. Be like, hey, I'm honestly I'm newer to real estate, but I have a team that's they've been doing it for 15, 20 years. And you know, and that way you have the the person to go to every question along the way. You can get it from the expert and then bring it to the client. So get get support. Like we offer mm-hmm. you support, but then get it, get you know, someone that can offer you more support or get more support from us. Good point. Well, I don't want to, I'm not going to do the typical gym clothes. I've got two things to say. One is uh, this time next week, uh, I suspicion that hopefully all of you are going to be uh, either already in your food coma from lunch or getting prepared for your food coma from the afternoon with uh, having, eating your turkey. That's important to do. And next week will be Thanksgiving. We will not be doing the call on Thanksgiving Day. Um, you'll have to you'll have to just do Thanksgiving without us. And in line with that, I just want to share with you the 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 true fact of why we're here for you, and that is that you're what it's all about for us. We live for you. We built our business for you, and you know we are thankful for you. And I think next week, uh, you know, when when you're not here with us and we're not with you, we'll be thinking about you, and we hope uh, you guys will be thinking about not only your business, but what's really most important in your life, which are the things that your business provides for you. You're doing these things because everybody's got to make money in their life. It's important to go do that. And you're choosing to be in a business that you can help people through a really challenging time so that ultimately they're going to be thankful for you. And that's an interesting perspective to kind of walk into Thanksgiving with. So we appreciate you. We hope that you got something out of this. And I'll kind of do a little bit of gym on the end of it. If you got something out of this, if you got motivated to do something that you hadn't done before, it's a great time for you to go do that. Uh, We're excited about doing it with you. If you don't uh, already subscribe to Probate Leads from all the leads, we're happy to help you. But, you know, just get in touch with us. We'll be happy to do anything we can to make you guys uh, more successful. And that's what we're here for. Thank you so very much. We'll see you in two weeks. And uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Bless your hearts. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving.